Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? Buenas noches, amigos, and uh, welcome to Not Another Sox Podcast. I am uh, Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau, as always. Uh, fellas, uh, tough week with the Red Sox here with uh, the passing of Rem Dog. Yeah, really tough. Really sad. Big part of my childhood. I was just... Telling my uh, my girlfriend um, every night, you know, since I was six years old, you know, you watch Nesson and um, started with McDonough and Remy, Sean McDonough, Jerry Remy, which is a great tandem. And then it was Don and, and Jerry. And yeah, it's just really sad. Really, really sad. So going to miss him a lot. Yeah, no, exactly. Just like you said, um, you know, he was really the uh, the voice of, of the Red Sox for, for all those years. Um, and I think he was in the Nesson booth for, what, like 30-plus 30, 30 years. And, um, you know, there was a lot of great times, especially with uh, him and Arcillo. A um, lot of good banter back and forth. And, you know, they, um, you know, you spent a lot of your summers watching Sox games with, with, uh, with the two of them. So, um, you know, he'll definitely be greatly missed. Um, you know, obviously uh, had a great career on the field with the Sox from here, uh, joined the Nesson booth. So he's he's a true Bostonian through and through, and he is uh, he's really the heartbeat, um, you know, of the Red Sox organization. So it's uh, definitely a huge loss uh, for Sox Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something that, you know, uh, carries across like every generation of Red Sox fans is Jerry Remy. Because you have, you know, us kind of guys in their mid-20s and even people younger than us that, uh, you know, listen to them for the entire time they were listening to the Red Sox. As long as you were watching the Red Sox on Nesson, you were listening to Jerry Remy. And that goes even beyond, you know, that. I think I was uh, reading today that he started there at 88, so over 33 years of being essentially the voice of the Red Sox and playing for them before. I mean, just about everybody just knows him. He is, you know, uh, literally the president of Red Sox nation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think, so, I mean, growing up in Rhode Island, um, Remy had a, a pretty like close connection to here because he was like a fall river guy. I know he lived in, in fall river and, um, and that's kind of this area, like, you know, southeastern Massachusetts, Rhode Island, spent a lot of time around here. Very, very part of the community. So not just, you know, the Red Sox community, but the local community as well. Um, he definitely changed what was like watching baseball before was, you know, boring to some, um, but made it exciting, made it fun. Just a, uh, a really fun, um, interactive guy and, you know. Definitely never going to be the same without him. Um, but, you know, the the last pitch, throwing out the last pitch against the Yankees, that was very, you know, nice. It was very fitting. And then to Eckersley as well. So um, Eck will do a good job. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter who he was uh, broadcasting with, he always did a really good job of keeping you entertained in the game. Obviously, you know, through the ups and downs of a baseball season, you're going to have some blowouts. You're going to have a lot of rough stretches of when the team's uh, not doing well, especially throughout, you know, certain years there. But he always made it very fun to watch. It was like, you know, he was in your living room with you right there. And I think that was, you know, something that you can't even really teach at all. Like, you just have to have that experience and 
that resume for over a long career. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, and I was, um, you know, I was reading uh, when uh, Jared Carabas, uh he wrote that um, that blog on Remy, um, you know, after he passed. And, um, you know, he, he kind of said similar things like, um, you know, he made baseball very fun. Um, you know, with him and Arcillo for all those years, um, you know, with with the joking, the banter back and forth, um, especially for young people getting into the game. I feel like Jerry Remy was like a great voice to have because he brought that old school like baseball mentality. He's been in the game for a long time, but he also made it fun and he made it fun for the younger people, um, you know, with with pop culture, with um, you know, with with joking, making really making it fun for kids. And we were kind of right in the middle of that you know, growing up with him and we kind of caught that. I feel like he, he had a big impact on, you know, just younger kids getting into the game as well. Yeah. Perfectly said. I think he was an excellent balance of, um, having played the game, um, old school guy, but embraced the new, you know, generation of baseball fans and how baseball is watched. Um, definitely embraced the idea of, you know, the game changing, uh, never like was like an old man sitting in his, you know, on his front lawn telling kids to get off of it when it came to baseball. He was always like, you know, pretty neutral toward the old school and the new school. So but also the experience that he had was genuine. It wasn't just he wasn't just a guy just, you know, bullshitting. He, he was it was very genuine experience, um, something you just don't see. The whole baseball media and all sports media is really to me, it's so disingenuous in so many ways. He was the complete opposite of that. So, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely will be uh, an adjustment. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he, he definitely changed Nesson and the Red Sox for the better, for sure. Yeah, no, and going off of what you're saying about, you know, adapting to the new school, like he said so many times that he would have never made it to the major leagues <laughs> in today's day and age just because of not only his talent, I mean – he was a fine second baseman, absolutely no power, but that just wouldn't happen today. And he's glad that he got his opportunity to experience the game and, you know, um, actually make a good career out of it. Uh, I think it was a 10 year career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, always heard about how good his defense was. And he definitely had a special connection to Pedroia because they were both kind of guys that liked to get dirty, played good defense. Um, although Pedroia was obviously an excellent hitter, I think that, you know, Remy had a, a special connection to him. Um, tough to lose both those guys. Not obviously, you know, Pedroia, obviously he's still alive, but um, tough to lose, you know, both those guys in the past four years where I feel like before it was just like, you know, such a special connection to have Remy in the booth, Pedroia, you know, kind of playing through him on the field and, you know, it really, it, it's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, just going back to, to Remy and Arcillo, just kind of going through their time, um, with the Red Sox, they've, they've had a tremendous amount of, uh, you know, clips, uh, that you find on YouTube and just very famous, um, you know, with, with the pizza incident, <laughs> with the, uh, the boob grab, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. that was, so, I mean, uh, those are some some great moments. Um, I don't know if uh, you guys had, you know, obviously wanted to elaborate on that. Any moments that you had um, that you can remember throughout the years with, uh, especially that Remy and Arcillo moment. I, the, the boob grab is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. No, it really is. I, everyone goes to the pizza right away. 
but the 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 boob grab when Orsolo was trying to go at, like through it and he was trying to fight through it and he was announcing it and he was just like and he, Nick Markakis was up yes. and he's just he's just trying to announce like Nick Markakis you know it's just and they're just <laughs> rolling laughing um yeah they they are so funny i think another thing about th- that relationship was when Orsolo left his last game against the Indians if you go back and watch it the Remy like you know send off that he gave him it was mostly about him being not only a great colleague but just great friends and they were obviously great friends and you could definitely tell that from Orsillo's tweet about how you know he's just completely lost about the the loss of, of Remy so um I feel bad for Don for sure that's gonna be tough best friend no, I mean, I think he worked with Don the longest and definitely through the best stretch of Red Sox history, too. And I think that makes a difference as well, especially, um, you know, when you have that just genuine chemistry between guys. You see a lot of booths where, you know, their coworkers, they don't talk outside of, you know, the game or anything like that. But even Don was saying in that tweet that you're mentioning, he still texted him three times a day to see how he's doing. Like that's that's family at that point. I mean, um, especially Don still, you know, working in the same career as well and um, all the way across the uh, country, too. It makes it that much harder. Oh, exactly. I mean, like you like you said, Jack, um, just an amazing chemistry between the two of them. Um with with Remy and Ursillo. Um, I don't it, it's going to it's going to be a while before you get that that type of bond between a play-by-play and a color guy. Um, and I think, or, or so even mentioned like, you know, having Remy there and his experience, you know, playing the game and, and obviously being in the broadcast game as well um, really helped uh, or become the, the play-by-play guy and the baseball broadcaster that he is today. Um, you know, that experience that Remy had just was, you know, worked, you know, it was, did wonders for, for or in his career. Yeah. The um the everyone goes back to that word the chemistry but if you go back and like actually watch those games and listen to those games, you you felt like it was almost like scripted how good they were together. It's impossible to script something like that, right? So it almost feels like they were genuinely just so in tune with each other that I mean you you won't ever see that in any sport really ever again. I mean that you could argue that that is the most um that's the best broadcast team in, in really the history of sports a local broadcast team i mean they, they they not only funny but knowledgeable exciting just really uh, amazing you know yeah i feel like um in boston sports i mean <clears throat> the one thing i think the first one that just came to mind here but uh, you know chemistry with with guys is uh gorman and uh and heinson with yeah. the celtics i think that's like the next best one um that i can think of yeah you're right they're very comparable. It's crazy too. Tommy Heinsohn and Jerry Remy all in one year. I mean, um, definitely very similar there. I mean, I'm not too much of a basketball guy, but I've at least you know seen highlights of them before, and I mean, they're just you know synonymous with the team. Like you just can't really even think about them without thinking of like you know those guys, especially with the uh, Jerry Remy and the Sox. So. It's going to be weird not having them in the booth next year. And, you know, obviously they'll cover with whoever, but it's going to feel like an empty chair. Yeah, it will be. No, it will be. Um, yeah, Remy, I mean, he started, he, he, he made like Wally popular 
went with the Adirondack chair, yeah. in the Adirondack chair. Yeah. And, um, that was just like, I, I mean, you know, he's just, just a, a fun, caring guy and, and he's, he's not had it easy. I mean, he, no, no, dude in the booth, like he, he, he never, he never wavered, you know, he, he just was happy, go lucky every single night and knowledgeable. And he went through a lot of stuff. I mean, cancer, family issues, um, you know, a lot of family issues and he just, you know, always was the same old fun loving guy. Yeah. And I think it almost speaks to, I think part of the reason, you know, he was so beloved in Boston was because he went through all that stuff and he just battled through and you really didn't, um, you know, like you said, Matt, he never wavered. Um, and that's kind of synonymous with people from this region, people in Boston, very blue collar, hardworking, um, you know, and, and they, they battle through, they persevere. Sure. Um, and, and that's, and I think that was exactly what Remy was as a, as a human being. Um, he was exactly that. And I think that's part of the reason why he was so beloved in this, in this, in this market. Exactly. And I mean, he had to battle cancer, cancer so many times that, not to say it almost felt like he was going to beat it again, but you just expected him to almost just because he has before. He's that type of guy that, you know, is not going to quit on anything, do everything that he needed to. And, you know, from an outside point of view, you um, just almost expected him to be back next year. I know, according to a lot of people that were close to him, this they could start to see some more of the signs and it wasn't looking too good. Um, and I know that, uh, definitely moment at Fenway for the wildcard game, you know, really um, got to show people that, you know, this might be the last opportunity here, even if you might've not realized it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that couldn't really have been a perfect, um, you know, last moment of at Fenway for Jerry Remy is, is Red Sox Yankees wildcard game throwing out that first pitch. I mean, Really, that's that's a, a tremendous, you know, last moment at Fenway for for Jerry Remy. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I mean, you can look at that. That's one of the most watched baseball games, right? Non World Series game in history, the most watched ESPN game, um, baseball game in history. And you know, for Jerry to be on that national stage and throw out the the, the first pitch, I mean, really, really fitting. But the Red Sox always nail stuff like that. They're they're really good at that, and they're going to do something. Very, very special for him. Uh, multiple things, you know. I mean, th- there's been a lot of things thrown around, but they should they should pull out all the stops, and and he should be the most iconic. Uh, I would say the most iconic Red Sox personality of all time. You know, obviously you have Ortiz, you have Johnny yeah. Pesky, but Jerry Remy should be above all of them, in my opinion, in terms of when you think Red Sox, you should think Jerry Remy, and when you think right. Remy, you think the Red Sox. So. No, there'll be so many tributes. I'm sure opening day is going to be very emotional for a lot of people there. Uh, One other thing that I heard, um, there's a petition for right now to rename Jersey Street, Jerry Remy Street. And I think, you know, maybe even if it's not Jersey Street uh, or um, just one of the streets around there, you know, to be dedicated to them, like um, it's definitely, you know, almost nothing's even going to be fitting enough for how much that he's done, but uh, there'll have to be some way to actually remember him forever at Fenway or around Fenway park. Yeah, for sure. I think the, the Jersey street thing is perfect, perfectly 
good idea. There, there's no a reason not to. I mean, Jersey Street's kind of like a like oh that was just the name before it was Yaki Way because they had to get rid of the Yaki Way name. So I, I mean, that's not. It doesn't really like feel like when I think of Jersey Street, I don't, it doesn't feel like that's what it is. It still feels like Yaki Way to me. Obviously, right? You know, um, but I think it'd be perfect, and they should. I mean, retire number two would be uh, interesting because Bogarts wears number two. Probably might get retired someday for him. Um, but, I mean, he can still wear it. No, that could easily be grandfathered in. I mean, I feel like that wouldn't be weird at all. And, I mean, I don't feel like anybody's going to be wearing number two in Boston for a while, no matter what happens, because they still haven't even given out 21 or 49 or so many other different numbers that aren't even officially retired. So um, I don't feel like, you know, that would really be an issue at all. And I don't see anybody wearing number two in Red Sox history again. Yeah, you're right. Whether it's because of Remy, whether it's because of Bogarts, whether it's because of a combination of both, Bogarts will definitely be the last person to wear it for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if you guys, um, you know, wanted to maybe – if there was a moment that sticks out um, from Jerry Remy or for the from those or solo times, um, you know, if you wanted to share that or, um, you know, because I, I, what I'm going to do is uh, we are going to add a, a a little tribute at the end of the podcast, um, you know, that we'll uh, we'll add in there um, at the end with just some of the, uh, you know, you know, best sights and sounds. Um, from Remy's time uh, at Fenway. So we'll definitely add that in at the end here. Yeah, no, awesome. Um, I mean, for me, the the moment, the, the, I would say the, the thing that, that sticks out with Remy, besides his professionalism, his funny, you know, demeanor, his lightheartedness, I would say it's honestly Wally in the chair. I think that's just like, it, just like it, from a, the organization as a whole, was so uptight before Remy and Orsillo. It, it's that's like it's like the um, the boys' club, right? The Red Sox was always like this uptight thing, and then yeah. Remy really like kind of broke through with that, and it, it that sparked everything else that followed after that. You know, the the fun atmosphere, um, you know, the Jared Carabases of the world, all these people they have Jeremy to thank for that because the Red Sox were just a really like uptight organization. Um, so I would say Wally in the chair. I bought a Wally because of that when I was young. Still have it. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, it was a little different for me because I didn't really start watching Nesson until probably about 2007, 2008, uh, when I finally was able to get to MLB TV. For those of you who don't know, I grew up in the D.C. area. Uh, but I still followed the Sox, but you know, it was a lot of nationally televised games, ESPN playoffs, such as, and so like actually getting to hear them like throughout some of my like years when you're really understanding baseball a bit more, like you see a lot of the comedy side of things. Like I remember when, uh, his tooth just fell out randomly mm-hmm. and, uh, Arcella tried to yeah. put it back in. I know that one's been shared a lot, but like. Watching that live is just so much different than watching, you know, clip on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that because it was so unexpected any given night something like that could happen and they would, you know, make bad teams almost much watch because of it. 
Yeah. The tooth. That's awesome. <laughs> the I tooth totally was on. Unbel- I, I watched that video again, um, you know, recently. Yeah. And uh, that that is that that is so awesome. And and how that went down. And he's like, or Silas like, got the pliers. And he's like opening right. Remy's mouth, putting the tooth back in. It, it's, uh, it really is. It's just good TV. Like yeah. they were just good TV. I don't care if you liked baseball or didn't like it. They were awesome. God, they were so perfect together. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I know um, one one thing I wanted to mention and that I thought was really cool is obviously we we've talked about Remy, um, you know, adding, uh, you know, just adding that that spirit in the broadcast booth and in that in that positive energy. Uh, Garen Austin tweeted, <clears throat> I think it was a couple days ago. Um, you know, a video of Remy and um, O'Brien. Uh, this was recently, I think, from this past season. They were at Camden um, and they had a Beatles song going on and uh, they were getting ready to go on the air. And Remy's just in the chair, just like dancing, playing the air guitar, just getting everybody loose, you know, before the game. And I feel like that's just kind of the, you know, that that's just the guy he was. And that's yeah. the energy that he brought in the broadcast booth. And I think that video is like a perfect, like, summary of yeah he was very late and just who back. he is just very laid back yeah. and he just brought that energy uh, to the ballpark you know every day um and then when you when you think about it he's he's just dedicated himself to this team and this red sox team i mean year after year you know there's 162 games in the season and you know obviously he, he wasn't there for everyone but i mean the amount of time and effort and, and blood sweat and tears that he put into this organization I mean, he's a legend. He's oh, a legend. Yeah. No, it really, it's a grind. You know, it's not just a grind for the players. It's a grind for the fans. It's a grind for the broadcasters. 162 games is a shitload of games. It is a grind. And he made it fun, you know, like you said, Jack, tuning into to the, to the games, even when the team may have been not as good. Or if even if it was a blowout in the Red Sox favor, you know, he always kept you wanting to watch. Um and I know uh, Lebeau, you had uh, tweeted uh, a couple days ago too um, that uh, you know Nesson should add the uh, Buenos Noches amigos 100%. to the broadcast. Every every broadcast, every broadcast, right before it, that voice, and just a recording. Yeah, every every single one until Nesson either crumbles or <laughs> the sun explodes, which is coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm Fingers all for crossed. <laughs> the asteroid can't come soon enough. Yeah. Uh, I think one other thing I remember about him so much is, you know, despite even being a bit older, he was very engaged with fans online. Like he followed just about everybody on Twitter. He was had his own huge Facebook group that like he would actually post and interact with fans in. So he cared like nobody was making him go that extra mile in his free time. And uh, he just wanted to do that. He wanted to be, you know, close to the fans. And um, I think that's part of the reason why, like, he stuck around so long is because everybody, you know, adored him. And there's no way that you couldn't. Jack, did he not follow you? No, he did. He does follow me. He does. I was going to say I was going to say. You, you, him and Barack Obama. Yeah, you. I was gonna say you have a lot of like random like like people who are actually like verified and like really big people on Twitter. Like Tony the Tiger. Are you serious? 
so th- this is a story for uh, another one. Uh, just cut in real quick. Oh. It used to be Tony the Tiger, but and he followed me for some reason. He only followed like a few hundred people, mostly celebrities. But they actually had to change it from Tony the Tiger to just like Kellogg's Frosted Flakes because so many furries were just like, I want that like tiger dick daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> like if, if you Google this, this is like six or seven years ago. But like, yeah, like they had to shut down the entire Twitter pages because it became just like a cesspool of furries. <laughs> Which is we just I don't I didn't think we were going to talk about this during the Jimmy Jerry Remy. Uh, yeah, uh, episode. I'm glad I, I'm really it, glad we desecrated the Jerry Remy podcast with yeah. Tony the Tiger Dick. <laughs> I think he would. I it's think Jerry Remy would enjoy that. <laughs> so does this mean that Barack Obama might be next? I don't mean to set off like some FBI. Uh, yeah. Alarm oh, bells. We're going to get flagged. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, we'll 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 save that for the off season here. <laughs> uh, oh, but it was it was Jerry Remy and then Jose Batista uh, used to follow everyone back as well. Yep. So if you if you tweeted like one tweet about baseball, Jose Batista would just follow you if you followed him. Yeah. One day I got I, a... I blocked him. You blocked him? Yeah, because he followed me and I was pissed because he was on the Blue Jays and doing well. <laughs> Welcome. Jack, your your Twitter, your, your Twitter game, your Twitter game is un, unmatched. No, it is very good. We thank yeah. you for your service. Yeah, yeah and uh, we'd like to thank everybody who's. We've had a lot of engagements here um, recently, so definitely want to thank everybody that's uh, you know engaged on Twitter, likes, retweets, listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, that's Twitter. definitely wanted to give a shout out to everybody for sure. A lot of engagements. Instagram will be coming soon. More edits, you know, more, more memes, things like that. But the Twitter has been really good. So we're also hopefully gonna, you know, just start actually doing more on other ones. Uh, I know we talked about, you know, really trying to come up on MySpace. I think that's where the future's at. So uh, we're we're yeah. adding more content too. Yeah, yep. we'll add you to our top eight. <laughs> yeah we're, we're still waiting for the uh, lebeau twerk on uh tiktok but, yeah you know, addison yep. ray um aimu uh away message uh off season hit the cell follow us jeeves ask.com yahoo answers <laughs> yeah uh, google oh, plus google plus linkedin yeah Fuck LinkedIn. I hate LinkedIn. LinkedIn is I hate LinkedIn poison. Too. It's the I'm worst. glad somebody said it. It's the fucking worst. It's a bunch of people pretending to be people that they're not. Yeah. Like just shoving shit in your face. It's so annoying. It's the worst. Fuck LinkedIn. This is officially an anti LinkedIn podcast. Yep. <clears throat> I don't think Jerry Remy had a LinkedIn. That's all that I'm gonna say. Duh, well, right. that's well, that explains everything, man. That that yep. is yep. That's, that's all you need to know. know. Exactly. To know about that fake social media. Oh shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys have uh, you know any other um, any other thoughts on uh, Remy or Solo? Um, that kind of sucks. Um, anything like that or? Well, real quick, I will say, um, my girlfriend punked me into getting a hamster. Um, wow. Yeah, yes, I, yesterday. I did see that. Right. Yes, I, I saw did. that. You sent the Snapchat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is uh, right one? here. So he's hanging up. He, that's his cage. It's yep. on the 
bookshelf right there. It's a big cage. Very but, smart uh, yeah. hamster. He reads. Yeah, we, we did name him Remy. She thought it was after the Ratatouille rat. Oh. I had never even seen the movie. Um, and Good movie. So it, was, it was after Jerry Remy. Yeah. So. Wow. I, LeBeau may have just played the old uh, one-two buckle my shoe on his girlfriend. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I put her in a fucking locker. Wow. Mind yeah. is in a pretzel after that. You yeah. think it's Ratatouille and then it's Jerry Remy just comes out yep. of nowhere. Yeah, you thought it was a, a rat that cooks. It was actually the Red Sox announcer. And then, of course, I have Petey sleeping on the couch over here. Being yes. a good boy. Hey. Yep. Yep. He's sick of listening to you, Jack. <laughs> I'm sick of me, too. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, Unreal, um, you know, chest but there. Yeah. That is a good chest. Wow, we we have just gained a you know a solid five subscribers. You <laughs> oh whoa, YouTube's gonna flag this one. Uh, looking three touchins extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's the opposite if you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> um. How you doing? Two things I wanted to touch on on Jerry Remy before we left. Uh, there was one time my mom does, is not a sports person at all, but I had the game on uh, watching at home. And she just goes, that man has the thickest Boston accent I've ever seen. <laughs> and I feel like that was, you know, perfect for, um, you know, New England and Boston just to have an actual Bostonian, not just a guy that played here. Not just, you know, somebody that uh, may have gone to school here or even from somewhere else. He he was a Red Sox fan since day one, and I think that was great. Yeah. He uh, he had a knack for pronouncing his A, any words that end in A with the E-R, like uh, Daniel Naver. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. A very popular. That's actually like a very like popular, like Rhode Island, Southeastern Massachusetts yeah. accent. Um, yeah, yeah, the ER, yeah, Soder, yeah. and then the E, the ER at the end would obviously yeah. be like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he would still say like Ka, you know, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, he definitely the ER, the ER is is perfect though. The Daniel right. Naver, that's Daniel Naver, yeah. He, if you go back and listen, it never failed. He never said Nava once. He always said Daniel Naver. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I only wish he was calling that uh, first pitch grand slam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, uh, Phillies, right? Interleague play? Yeah. Uh, Joe Bland. I, I remember that game, like, almost too specifically. <laughs> and then I remember he came up in his second at-bat also with the bases loaded. And so I was like, is he going to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I swear, like, I thought it was going to happen. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch upon is uh, we all uh, need to go to Jerry Remy's next year and have one for him. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I've only been sure. once, but it, it's a nice place. Yeah. No, I, I, I've um, I've been once as well. Um, that's the one where it's got like an upper level and the upper level's outside, right? Or is that Tony C's? I get them confused. I get them. They have very similar similar lettering, so that's why I always get them confused too. But I believe so. I think I was only on that first level before, though. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, definitely, definitely got to go. 
Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, do you guys have anything else um, on Jerry Remy at all? Excellent oh. mustache. Love the yes. mustache. Yes. Yep. Great A. Great like, A mustache, it, 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 for sure. I don't think we ever saw him without it, right? I don't think so. Not that no. I remember. No, not that I can remember either. Uh, even kinda, like the pictures yeah. in his playing career, he always had the mustache. Well, yeah, that's when it was like at its prime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Prime, for sure. Prime yeah, mustache. Prime um, and then we're going to get it again here with uh, Eckersley. He's got another one. He, he's got great lettuce, great mustache. Yeah. So the tradition uh, continues with the stash. Yeah. So that'll be good. But um, yeah, if you guys don't have anything else, I think, um, you know, we can wrap it up here. We just wanted to, um, you know, do a quick one here on Remy. Um, obviously dedicating an episode to uh, him specifically. Um, obviously he's a legend, so got to do that for him. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with the next episode, uh, you know, touching upon, uh, you know, some of the off-season stuff. Um you know, that starts coming up with, uh, like, Jack, like you mentioned before we started recording, just, uh, you know, players in, um, you know, opting in, opting out of contracts, all that kind of uh, good offseason stuff that, uh, you know, uh, happens at this time, um, you know, once the, obviously, the World Series is over now. So we'll uh, get straight into the, uh, straight into the offseason stuff going forward from here. And then, um, you know, it'll be a good, uh, good offseason here for us, for sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, um, definitely, you know, recommend it to any friends you have. Leave reviews online. We'll be on iTunes soon. So uh, I think that should definitely be one of our uh, big ones where, yep. you know, if you can listen to it on there, we appreciate it. So that way, you know, we can get a little bit more traction on there. Uh, the Spotify ones, uh, we're actually pretty good at. If you search us, we're usually in the top 10 for Red Sox podcast now. So uh really you know you guys are the uh, reason why we're doing this out here and we only hope uh, that you know you're enjoying it and if you have any you know uh comments suggestions for us let us know we'll tell you to go fuck yourself because we're perfect but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh no we we really do all appreciate yeah. it for sure 100 percent. we look forward to uh, many many years um, hopefully one next year with a World Series. Um, Red Sox plus 1,800 to win the World Series, so get your bets in. That's yeah. very good value right now. This is not a gambling podcast. This is not what? gambling advice. If you are struggling, <laughs> then call 1-800-GAMBLING. <laughs> um, but, no, seriously, good value there. So plus 1,800, do it now before they sign um, a, a bunch of free agents and maybe make a couple of trades. So Yeah. Sure. That is that is great. Plus eighteen. Uh, you're not a financial advisor by any means, but no, you know, no. put money down. This is not a gambler. This is not a fiduciary. And if you are struggling, then please call one eight hundred gambling. And uh, I wonder what the odds are for uh, Bronxy to uh, return. Um, <laughs> zero. Yeah, because he's fucking dead. <laughs> It's the only way we can end the show. I don't think he's Turtle Jesus, so he's he's gone. <laughs> There's no chance he resurrects. Yep. No. <laughs> it it it's because they re-signed Aaron Boone. Maybe if not, but now it's just impossible. Yep. Yep. Oh shit! All so right. We well, need, uh, we yeah. need real quick. Sorry, we need Dave on the podcast. That yes. way, we yeah. can uh, we can ask him what the life expectancy is a turtle. Uh, of a turtle is 
because um, I actually had that as a question in my mind. But that would have been a perfect question for Dave, the Yankee fan, who would probably have a swift answer for us. Yeah, exactly. You, yes. you, sh- you should call him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that should uh, do it for this week here. Uh, we'll be back, uh, you know, next week uh, uh, talking free agency and stuff like Gal- Matt Galveo suggested. But uh, other than that, uh, take care, fellas. Peace. See ya. Don't you feel more Texas like that? I feel really Texas. Yeah. <laughs> he made a good call here as he, let's see, how does this happen? It wasn't oh. even him. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's buddy. <laughs> Oh, what did the cool? Oh. <laughs> what was that that came flying in? That gentleman has been ejected, but it was an ugly, ugly sight. And I don't know why it was necessary. Now, watch. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but why? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> oh, jeez. Highly unnecessary. Guy with the Patriots jacket, and of course, he's been asked to leave the ball game for ruining a good piece of pizza. <laughs> And here goes. I wonder what. Why did he do that? Because he thought he was interfering with a play? I mean, it seemed totally unnecessary. Just now getting the pizza off him. He was hot for a while, but uh, I think the pizza thrower apologized and uh, he seemed to cool off a little bit. But I'd be kind of ticked off myself if somebody fired a pepperoni pizza at me. (laughs) Well, J.C. Romero is into the game here to pitch the eighth. It seemed unprovoked. Yeah. Too. It, it really did. <laughs> Just let it fly. <laughs> let me, One more look in slow motion if we can. And here's the Patriot. Here it comes. Just, I'm going to throw my pizza. So the, only, the only thing, he didn't hit him with the cheese side. It hit him with <laughs> sauce first. That was an awful sight here at Fenway, and that that is not tolerated in this ballpark. He has been ejected and never again allowed to buy pizza. Not so friendly. I mean, think about how much it costs for a pizza. Pizza. Yep. I mean, would you just fire it at some guy? I, I personally would not. No. I, I wonder about the thought process, though. Well, honey, I'm going to the ball game today, and if I see some guy, I'm going to throw a piece of pizza at him. What you a little something? Uh oh. What do we got? Exciting. I don't think I ever get a presence of Jerry. Oh, yeah. that is fantastic. I never saw you so happy in your life down in Texas wow. when you had a lamp. Yes, this is terrific. So I figured, what the heck? I'm going to make oh, you happy. This is great. You went shopping. I, huh? I hope you like it. I love it. It's modern. I'll have to get this situated uh, once it gets darker. I wish it would get darker. Did you find a plug yet? I think so. <laughs> I want to see how this Hold baby works. I'll be, this, I'll be I mean, with this, you in just a moment. I have to do this first. All right. Let me go pot of go. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so great. Oh, look at this. Now that is a light. This whole area is lit up now. Huh? That's awesome. Thank you. Very, very nice. This is sweet. Well, I appreciate it. And you're much. adjusting it now. You're trying to figure yep. out the wet, right way to, yep. to put it. Well, because it's blocking the pitcher the way it is right now. Well, I knew there'd difficult. be some kind of problem yeah. with it. So I can't see the pitcher, which is a slight problem. So I'm going to move it this way. And now first base is blocked. 
We'll try Did the other get side. get a smaller one, do you think? Is there any way? It's looking at a mess at it's two and it's two. It's just that it's so big that it blocks virtually one part of the field. I got to figure out which is the least amount. Put it on the other side. Well, that's where the monitor is over here. So foul back is green. How about this? How about I put it over where you are? No, how about no? And then I, I don't believe this. <laughs> now that's perfect because now everything's lit up. Is it in your way? I don't have a receipt. <laughs> well, may I suggest something? Sure. Put Open it problem. over here where those books are. You don't right. need those books there. Okay. Put it over guys. there. And it still lights up everything else. Yeah. It does go over the monitor. Like, yeah, well, not bad. I just got to figure out the cord situation now. It's not buying it. It's 2 nothing Twins through two. This is a first. This is a first. This is a first. Yeah. You've lost a lot of stuff during games, but you've never, I never lost, lost a tooth. A tooth. No, I just <laughs> completely lost a tooth. <laughs> Which tooth is it? Something up front, I hope? No. no. I don't know. No, no, it's you on the side. You can't see it? No. Can't yeah. see it at all. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I think it's a cap. I think it's a cap is what it is. It looks like it because it's got a pointer and it's most got a, time it's you got a roots. nail in it. Yeah. There's a nail in it. You shouldn't have a nail in your teeth. No, there, there it is. Wow. The tooth. It just fell right out. Can you put it back in? I'm not gonna put it back in. No. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. That's Jerry's tooth. Yeah. I don't see that every day. Like, can't you get something that'll uh you know, like glue or something, you can pop it back in there again. I don't think you can do that. I really don't. Really? Think. I'm not going to try it. I'm not a dentist. I, no, not tomorrow's an off day. I probably got to get this taken care of, right? I, I can't see it. I don't think it's a problem unless no. it's going to bother you. Does it hurt? No. No, you're all set then. I just go with it. <laughs> you have those summer teeth. Some are there, some ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Foul outside of third. <laughs> Baseball announcer, and I'm a dentist. <laughs> It's not, it's not gonna. It's not gonna go in. Let me do it. I'll do no, it. No, no, you're not going in my mouth. No, no, no. Come on, I can do it. No, I can handle it. Just lay back, open your mouth. Stay over there. I'm gonna get a hammer. Couple tools. Now I gotta get another tooth. I'm telling you, this one's fine. Don't throw this one outside the booth. What am I supposed to do? Carry it around with me? Yes. Put it in your bag. It doesn't look very good. It could use some cleaning. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> but I think you could keep that one. It's a perfectly fine tooth. You can just pop it back in, or somebody who knows what they're doing can pop it back in. I still want to put your tooth back in before you leave. Give it a shot. No, you're not, you're not getting near the tooth. I did keep it. Uh, I put it in a little little uh, container here I have in my pocket. So uh, everybody's telling me on Twitter that that can be fixed. So. Absolutely. In fact, I can do it. No, you're not. <laughs> this one hey, top I, foul. I, I, know, I know you have the tools. I up do. Top. We got a hammer. It. We got some pliers. We got a drill. What I'm going to do, I'll explain the procedure before I do it. I'm going to separate some of the other teeth to make room for this one to go back in. So once we have those other ones stretched out, then I'm just going to bang it in. Yeah. <laughs> You'd take great pleasure in that, too, wouldn't you? No, not at all. I'm just trying to help out. Teddy's got all the tools. You got the tools? He's got the tool Fire kit. down the tools here, Ted. Let's see what we got in this bag here. Make sure they're all... Uh, oh, yeah. This is exactly what I need. you got to sanitize this, everything. In the air to right field, Valbuena is going to be out number two. Sanitize what? Well, no, just go, go, you know, stuff that's been used. Oh, up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, we definitely need this. 
And the pliers. You got a hole of two. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So this, what are we going to do? Look at him. Open your mouth. There we go. There we go. Yeah, don't lose it. Okay. There don't we lose. go. All right. <laughs> don't break it. Yeah, I'm either. not going to break it. Don't break it. I'm break it. I think I need something smaller. <laughs> can't get it. There we go. Okay. Open your mouth. There we go. All right. Bite down hard. Somebody give me a hammer. <laughs> it's in there. It's, it's almost in. All right. This is popped up foul off to the right. I am missing a hammer, but I do have a flashlight. Well, that's going to help me a lot. <laughs> okay. Hey, Doc, is it crooked? Is it crooked? Yeah, because that thing's pointing in my gum. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need a hammer. Do we not have a hammer in this pack? Somebody's got to have a hammer, because that is the only thing we're missing. You got it in crooked, though. I said, Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got some tape. Tape it. Let me tape it in. <laughs> One, two, is a sling and a miss. Open up. I'm going to tape it. It's great. Strike three call. I got to tell you, Jerry. I don't know Tom Hallion personally, but I really enjoy his third strike call. The home plate umpire. I mean, it is. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I know guys are known for different things as umpires, and you know, some guys you don't even notice, but Tom Hallion's strike three call is as good as it gets. He does like a full spin thing. Look at this. Outstanding. Yeah. Look at that. You wouldn't like it if you were hitting. I can no, say I, that. I would really be upset, actually, yeah. if I was hitting. That would annoy me, I think. It's amazing he doesn't throw his back out. He must have incredible obliques. He's very flexible. I feel like a total dork. Apparently, a lot of people didn't get the memo because, as far as I can see, was we're, I, it. we're it. Everyone in the ballpark is supposed to have a bow tie on. Yeah, Gary's, Gary's got one on. TC had one on. Jim had one on in the pregame. But I don't see anybody else with one. Yours is enormous. It's growing. It, it, it's getting bigger. <laughs> now, today, ours were pre-done. Gary Streisky's was not. So, earlier today... He tried to look on YouTube to figure out how to put it on on his phone. He spent uh, three different videos he went through trying to do this for the better part of half an hour and then just ended up giving up. Finally found a video that worked. This is to short and Miller will throw out bets for the first out. Now he asked why that happened. And I said because you are a rookie and that happens to rookies. <laughs> he goes, how did you and Jerry get it already done? I said, well, that's a rookie thing. Yeah, he, he, Season number one. He actually First figured it season. out. He figured it out right up here in the booth. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, he yep. finally got it. And he, he said, How did it look? I said, It looks great. I said, You know, <laughs> just leave it alone. He was really getting frustrated. He was sweating. I was down there in the press room when this was going on. And he was really getting frustrated. You guys are seeing me at my very worst right there, so <laughs> I had to bail. Mike Naracci, our director, called me about halfway through and told me I was on camera. So I had to leave. I can't let you guys see me like that. But you did. We did, and now the world has. And now I'm sad. Yeah. Again, even though my bow tie is, I think all right. I no, it, it looks good. We saw. I saw the finished product up here. You finished it up in the booth, and it came out very well. Jerry, you gave me the approval, and really, that's all I needed. Yeah. TC was giving me crap. Jim Rice didn't like it. Dio, I don't think you liked it either. But hey. no, I did. I had no problem with it. 
I even like the picture that you uh, sent out even better. Which uh, actually you had, do like that picture, yes. uh, but I'm scared that you're probably going to crop myself out of that, right? You're probably going to crop me out of it pretty soon, no, sooner rather than later. No, you're right. in. You're in. What are you doing up there, by the way? I'm actually looking for a bachelorette party. All right. Uh, well. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to be honest. <laughs> uh, all right, hope you find it. Good luck, Gare. He's supposed to be a sideline reporter, isn't yeah. he? What's he's he up he's a right field that? roof tag. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> if somebody's going to get married, we yeah. should be there with our well, bow ties. We're ready. That, you know, anything. We're ready. I mean, look at him. He'll find it eventually. Is he the Mater D or is he the sideline yeah. reporter? Tough so, to tell. Yes, table for two right this way, please. <laughs> Try the veal. I'm up here. I'm looking for a bachelor party. Bachelorette party, I think. Bachelorette party. Yes. Hi. I'm Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Some call me the striker. I think that's the bachelor part he's looking for. He's, he, I think he's too high. He's going to come down. He's not even close. Where is he? No, where is he? <laughs> he's probably in the wrong ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> Five to three. Red Sox have the lead over the Cleveland Indians. I wonder if you have to pay for a ticket for the dog. I don't think so because he's kind of sitting on his lap, I think. So yeah. He didn't really take up the ticket. There's a bunt bid. 